Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM is brought to you by the organizational team, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. So hello and welcome to another episode of International Podcast Month. Today we are playing a one-page RPG called The Witch is Dead, which is created by Grant Howitt. My name is Tess, I use she, her pronouns, and I am the GM for today's game. So before we get started, I just want to acknowledge that I'm running the game and recording from Treaty 6 territory. Uh, it's in Amiskwasi, Wiskaiken. So there's a lot of bodies of Indigenous children that are continuing to be discovered across Canada, so I just want to acknowledge that Turtle Island is Indigenous land and the effects and impacts of colonization are still felt and seen today. I am joined by players Cameron, Kyle, Theron, Shar, and Christopher. So let's start off with each player telling me your name, your pronouns, and what podcast you are known from. We will get to the character intros in just a little bit. So Cameron, let's start with you. Hello, my name is Cameron. I use she, her pronouns like Tess, I'd like to acknowledge that I'm recording from land that, while not claimed by one particular group, was used by the Wichita, Comanche, Caddo, and Cherokee, as well as other smaller tribes for camping and traveling to and from surrounding regions. And you can find me on Tabletop Squadron, which is a Star Wars Edge of the Empire podcast, as well as a Night of Shreds and Patches, which is a Genesis actual play following a band of traveling mercenaries as they go across a hope punk future i love it yeah kyle let's move on to you hi i'm kyle he him and like everyone else recording today i am also living in stolen land specifically the land of the wapakut band of the dakota nation and since it, it feels kind of weird to just go straight from that into advertising my own silly show if you click any link from this episode today let it be this link to native lands that i've had test put in the description below it's the source i use to figure out what stolen land i live on and if you live in the americas chances are you live on stolen land as well so i'd highly encourage you to look up see whose land you're on and then see how you can get involved colonialism isn't some past thing it's something happening right now and it's our responsibilities to know whose land we're on and what we can do to support them i am from quest friends uh quest friends is a actual play podcast numenera all about friendship and family in a weird world one billion years in the future as of this releasing it is either right before or right after our first campaign's finale. So for folks who are interested in having the whole story, you got a whole one right there. And for those folks who hate Backlog, hey, it's done. We're on to new stuff. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Theron. Hi, I'm Theron Staff, and I would like to acknowledge that I'm recording from land stolen from the Narragansett, Nipmuc, Wapanoag, and Niantic Nations. 
For the show notes, I'm going to send Tess a link to the Tomaquag Museum, which is an awesome indigenous museum in my area. In addition to education, they also run an indigenous empowerment network, which supports indigenous folks in the state who are living in poverty. Uh, And as for myself, I'm the co-creator of a podcast collective called The Land of Chell, and we make optimistic shows set in a fantasy world. Our actual play is called Legends of Chell, and we have a new season that just started in July. So please check it out if you're looking for some new shenanigans. Nice. Thank you. Shar. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Charlene Bayer. I go by Shar. My pronouns are she, her. And to add to the land acknowledgement, I'm on the unceded territories of the Sequetmic Nation. And you can find me on two podcasts mainly, Drinking and Screaming, which is a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. Every week we do a different horror film and discuss it through a queer and feminist lens uh, and make a cocktail to match. And then Tabletop Titties, spelled with double Ds, which is a queer and feminist Dungeons and Dragons and Vampire the Masquerade podcast. We have two shows running on the same uh, platform and um, right now we have a full homebrew of the Wildwell Trials which is like the Hunger Games that's an entire first season that was done I was the DM for that Into the Revalia which is the Hit Point Press Hecna module I'm also the DM for that and Titties by Night which is our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle which is um, Victorian Ghost Hunter Vampire Coterie very very cool that just started awesome thank you and of course Christopher Hello, um, my name is Christopher. I use he, him pronouns. I am recording from Los Angeles, which is stolen land from the Tongva, Tataviam, and Shumash tribes. And I am the co-creator of Arden, a fiction podcast about two women trying not to fall in love while they solve cold cases together. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Welcome. So before we get started, just for the listeners, I just want to confirm that we have all of the necessary lines and veils listed in our Discord server and in our Zoom chat for us to refer to as we play. Um, This is also a reminder for the players, of course. Um, And we will also be using the X card. So this means that any of us, player or GM, feels uncomfortable with a scene or topic or whatever, can say X or type X, send me a message, And the recording will stop, we'll do a quick debrief to get back on track and make sure that everybody is doing okay. And of course, I want to remind our players that if at any point, um, after describing or playing through a scene, the group doesn't feel happy with the way the scene went and they want to redo the scene, um, this is up for discussion. I'm okay with it. Um, I do think that as much as this is an improvised game, I want all of you to be really happy and content with the way that the story goes. and and not walk away from the table feeling uh, regret or disappointment in a, a, a particular scene or whatnot. Are there any questions about that? I'm ready. Everybody's ready. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then I will also note some content warnings in advance for explicit language and probably some murder, but more specific content warnings will be in the show notes once we have recorded and, ep- and edited the episode and actually know what to put for content warnings. So, and then finally, the game asks the players to make some roles in advance to determine the characters and other details. We've already done these roles in a previously held and not at all recorded session zero. Um, So let's get on to the game where you will find out what those roles were. 
We are going to go around the table again. I want you to introduce the kind of woodland animal you're playing, your animal's name, and I want you to describe what they look like. And then, of course, each of the witch's familiars were taught a spell by her. So tell me what spell you also rolled. So we'll go in the same order we did before. So let's start with Cameron. All right. I am playing Clary the fox. Clary is a gray fox. So she's not that big. She's got mostly gray fur, but has a little bit of red and white across her face and chest. And she knows how to lock and unlock doors and open and close things magically. Awesome. Thank you. Kyle. Uh, yes, I am playing Speeder Sparker, the spider. <laughs> Speeder is a red spider with bright blue eyes, and he's got these white lines that run down across his eight little spider legs. Uh, Speeder has an unseen hand, uh, or as I like to call it, the spider hand. And that's all you need to know about Speeder. <laughs> He feels very bad about his auntie's death. He he blames himself. Mm, of course. I love it. <laughs> of course. Theron. Uh, I'm playing Myra the Magpie, um, because we all love references, I guess. Um, she is a yellow-billed magpie, so she has black feathers on her head and neck, white feathers on her tummy, and a beautiful black white and blue pattern on her wings um, and she's very vain about her white wing tips um she knows the spell conjure dinner <laughs> num 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 amazing <laughs> <laughs> you'll keep everyone fed char over to you hey everyone i'm playing robin hoot um, I am a owl, uh, a light brown screech owl with large yellow eyes and a white feather pattern on my belly and face. And um, I have large feathers by my eyes that go up and kind of at an angle that makes me look like I have really big eyebrows. But um, I also have very long talons that are kind of hidden under my, my feathers. And um, I'm only about 18 centimeters tall, so, so pretty small for an owl. And uh, I can conjure flames. <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's how i have to say it when i cast it i love it <laughs> and christopher hey i am playing arfur the rat um so he's a rat <laughs> <laughs> yeah um ray furred maybe not necessarily in the best like he doesn't look like he's in the best shape but he is surprisingly quick so <laughs> he's got that going for him and my spell is that i can make books read themselves aloud so i have taken advantage of that to become very very cultured <laughs> <laughs> amazing i love it Once upon a time, there was a kind and wise witch who lived in the forest with her familiars. 
She spent her days tending to the land and quietly checking in on those in need in the small village just beyond the beautiful rolling hills. Folks that knew her respected her, and those that didn't, well, they didn't really know her at all. The villagers had always been incredibly superstitious, but that was why they did things their way, and most never knew when, if at all, the witch interfered in their affairs. And the village was perfect. Things had always been perfect there, and things were perfect for her, too. Her life was happy and peaceful and fulfilling until a fucking witch hunter showed up in the village, filled the villagers' heads with all sorts of superstitious nonsense, and then proceeded to break into her cottage, drag her out, and fucking murder her, and now she's dead. Then he scampered off to the village like the fucking coward that he is. So... You're each playing one of the witch's cute woodland animal familiars, and you'd like to get revenge. If you kill the witch hunter and bring his eyes to her corpse within a week, she'll come back to life. Or maybe she won't. You're not really quite sure. But either way, he'll be dead for killing your witch. It's the early morning, beyond the rolling hills where shepherds tend their herds and farmers work their lands, lies a dense forest. If you wander deep enough, you'll come to a clearing in which nestles the witch's cottage. The cool, crisp autumn air is thick with the heady scents of the forest floor, the wildflowers, and a range of growing herbs. So, let's move to... I'm going to change up the order this time. (laughs) Let's move to Myra the Magpie. You blink as the sunlight wakes you. What do you see around you? I make my nest up in the rafters of the cottage uh, where the witch used to dry all of her herbs and things like that. Um, And there's like a lovely skylight there that the sun comes through. And it's sort of the first thing that I see every morning. Beautiful. I love it. Arthur the rat. You blink a few times and you wake up. What surrounds you? Well, not the library because... Like, everyone there gets annoyed when I make the books read themselves out loud. It's it's not good library etiquette, you see. So... <laughs> Locked out at night. So I have discovered a lovely window nook that <laughs> is just a very pleasant place that is, like, close enough to the to the kitchen to have easy access, but I know that no one particularly is interested in seeing a rat in when there's food about so (laughs) it's it's close enough that i can duck in and out discreetly without (laughs) you know bothering everyone else and that is where i take whatever books i am perusing at the moment and i am currently lying under the open pages of perhaps some some fine works by uh, Thomas a Beckett or Sir Thomas More, some something along the those lines. I love it. Robin Hoot the Owl. Bleary-eyed, you blink. What do you see? Um, I'm out in a dark patch of the woods near our witch's cottage. The scraggly tree branches here really make an excellent obstacle course that I like to do before going to sleep. Um, but um, as a night owl, I'm I'm a little tired still, but um, something is making me wake up early here um, in the forest. And I'm going to go check out the uh, cottage and fly over there. Wonderful. And Speeder the Spider... And the witch is dead at this point, right? Absolutely, she is. 
Okay, perfect. That's going to adjust it. So, uh, Speeder wakes up in what looks to him, on top of what to anyone else would look like a giant, like, metal building and almost a skyline of giant things around him because he is a very tiny spider. We're talking about a D20 size little lad. That's fucking huge um, for a spider. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking a dime sized little lad. <laughs> and because he is by the witch's array of wonderful instruments. And he's been taking this poorly. He probably barely slept at all. Uh, and he is currently lying on top of uh, the bugle that she would play daily at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and and I guess on that note, Clary the fox, um, you awake and it's not to the sounds of the morning bugle. <laughs> <laughs> As the bugle has not played, I have slept in longer than I intended to today. Um, so now I'm, I kind of have to be in a rush now. But I wake up in the den that I have created within the blackberry brambles that are on the edge of the forest and the garden next to the witch's house. And throughout this garden leading up to my blackberry bramble house, there are numerous tunnels that go both just through vegetables as well as underground that make up a ton of paths in between the dangers of the forest and the safety of the witch's house so that there's just there's so many different pathways that you can take to get there and i'm going to go through the pumpkin patch today as you scurry through the pumpkin patch a scent hits your nose and it is not at all something that you are used to smelling in the pumpkin patch um and as you approach the front door clary you see your witch's body lying dead on the path outside of her door. I am a fox, so I believe I just start that terrifying screaming that they do. <laughs> yeah, they do make quite a noise. <laughs> just the screeching and crying. Oh no! And anyone who was not awake is now awake. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will remind the players. Um, so you have four traits. You have clever, fierce, sly, and quick. Each of those traits you'll have a different bonus to. When you try to do something, you are going to roll a d10 and you're going to add your most relevant trait. So you might have, for example, as the fox, you have clever two. So if you were rolling a clever check, you would add two. So I will tell you the number that you need to either equal or beat. If the task is dangerous, you gain a point of danger. And if you gain a point of danger if you fail. If you ever roll equal to or under your danger number, then you're in serious trouble. You are dead, trapped, lost, or captured. So using magic is always dangerous. I don't roll any dice. I will force you to make your rolls. So remember that most tasks are normal to humans. That are normal to humans are really difficult for animals unless they're broken down into smaller steps. You don't have opposable thumbs, and all of you know of the human world is what the witch has taught you. So you can talk to other animals of the same or similar species, and you can always lower your danger by solving or running away from your problems. So we have already rolled for the details about the village and about the witch hunter. 
So as a reminder, the village is incredibly superstitious, and the witch hunter is actually magical and jealous. So there is a twist, but this is GM knowledge, so you don't get to know what the twist is. So what I'd like to do is, as uh, Clary the Fox um, is screaming, the rest of you sort of jolt from your various spots. And if you come outside, you will see that the witch is in fact dead. And if you listen carefully, you might hear a voice far down the hills across the shepherd's fields shouting gleefully, the witch is dead! The witch is dead! Fuck! The witch! The witch is dead! (laughs) Such vulgarity! How rude! Let's eat him alive. (laughs) So, I will let each of you decide sort of like how you come upon the witch's body and, um, and you can all, even though you can, the rule is that you can talk to other animals of the same or similar species, because you're all the familiars, you can all speak to each other. So, um, what we mean by other or similar species are non-familiars. So for instance, the magpie and the owl are going to be able to speak to other birds, the spider to other insects, the rat to other rodents, the fox. Are foxes rodents? Small uh, mammal. Are they, <laughs> I think they're, they, yeah, small cat, mammal. Are they cats or dogs? They're yeah, canines. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's go with that. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. Google it. <laughs> By consensus, <laughs> Clary the fox belongs to the dog family. Well, yeah, Robin's going to like um, quicken her pace of her wings flapping as she begins to hear Clary uh, screeching. And I mean, Robin herself is a, is a screecher as well. So she'll just like join in as she swoops down um, and will like land right on the witch's um, torso and like stare deeply into her unblinking eyes um, and continue to screech out for everyone to quickly gather. <laughs> um, I think that at first Myra flies down sort of with a what are you making all this noise about? Um, <laughs> but then sees the witch's body and like almost pauses in air, flapping the wing, flapping her wings in the doorway and like lands just in front of the body and is just sort of shocked and silent. The speeder will also not make any sounds. I mean, he will, he will arrive eventually, but he knew. He, he knew this was coming or happening. I don't know. I got mopey at the beginning and he doesn't get mopey for no reason. <laughs> Perhaps he heard it and he mm. hid. He heard it and he hid, yeah. The guy owed him money. Mm. The other guy. I don't know. I can't figure out how to integrate that part. But yeah, he hid. We'll say that. Yeah. You had an awkward conversation about uh, responsibilities and power the other day. And then and he didn't. It. He didn't hold up to his not very substantial power. He hid. Yeah, he hid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arthur comes uh, sort of sprinting out with that sort of very quick, like rat speed that you know you can see when they get <laughs> sighted, and then sort of pauses and he's like, "Oh, spite! Oh, whoa! God before her time!" and odd for several minutes in that sort of vein. <laughs> <laughs> But we have to hurry. We know we only have a week 
if we want to bring her back to life. We have to get her. We have to get the the killer's eyeballs. I think I heard him that way. And I'll like turn my head all the way around uh, to the direction of the voice. <laughs> and as you turn your head all around, you hear the witch is dead. The witch is dead. The fucking witch is dead. And it's a very gleeful. They're fucking moment. happy about it. <laughs> What a name. Unacceptable. <laughs> Not going to be able to deal with this rat for the next hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but Speeder will because he's your friend. All right, so uh, Speeder has been very sad, obviously. I've said that multiple times. Uh, but upon hearing about this eyeball thing, which he did not know about, he's just going to look up his little spider head and be like, we can save the witch. I think I remember her telling me something about that. And and I mean, worst case, at least we have his eyeballs. Hmm. I believe I do recall something like that in one of the books that, you know, it was reading aloud to me in a very sort of peculiar voice, like a a strange um, sort of like... Like there were about ten voice, like there were perhaps ten voices at once, and it didn't quite sound like they were harmonizing. It's a very odd book, quite frankly. I'm not really sure why it was in there, but it was something about like you know how to practice necromancy for the hobbyist and like that sort of thing. <laughs> and yes, it was. You need to. For if you wish to resurrect a witch, you need to regain her uh, optics. <laughs> and Speeder repeats something he was told last night. With small size comes small power, but with eyeballs comes bigger power. <laughs> Speeder, you're either going to have to talk louder or get closer. It's really hard to hear you. Spider's going to get right up to your ear. <laughs> We need the eyeballs. <laughs> oh, okay. What do we do with the eyeballs? I, you know, yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's future-ass problem. Uh, Arthur... If if you if you you read a book about it, maybe we could we could find that book. Oh yes, of course, of course, it is probably somewhere in the the library here. Should we just leave her body here? I, I don't know. I don't think we can move it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not that strong. I, I have big talons, but but I, my carrying capacity is minimal. <laughs> So, Myra, I think you said you were still uh, flapping midair. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, if as the conversation goes on, I'd probably land. But yeah. So I think as you're landing, um, mm -hmm. you you notice that the voice is getting further and further away. That voice that's chanting happily, and now you almost feel like all you hear is echo. Um, but you could probably do um, a role to figure out which way that voice was heading. Oh, absolutely. Would that be clever or sly? Um, I would say that's a clever role. Okay. I got a 10. I have plus 2 in that, so I got a 10. <laughs> so you, you definitely notice that that voice is heading directly into the village. 
And as you notice this, you recall several trips that the witch would take with various, never all of you at the same time, but you've all been down to the village a, a few times before um, in the past, typically only one or two of you at a time. But Myra, that is the direction that you notice that voice heading. Okay. Um, so I'll say, it sounds, it sounds like he's going to the village. If we're supposed to go and get his eyes, maybe we should try and get to him before he's surrounded by dozens of other humans. Oh no, Speeder Sparker. Mm. Wise <laughs> not, course. Not, oh, the town's so big. I've never been out of Linsbrook before. Good idea, Myra. Don't worry, Speeder. You can you can ride on my eyebrow. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Speeder continues repeating to himself, with, with small size comes small power, with eyeballs comes more power, and with heart comes the most power. <laughs> Encouraging words, old chap. Somehow Peter, Speeder is less assured after hearing that. So are um, the five of you heading uh, there on foot by air? together separate what is um what's the plan i'm currently on a fox's head right now <laughs> so whatever clary does i will do yeah yeah i think clary was the one i climbed on top you're of on right? my yeah. head um i think that i mean i think the birds have a good chance of getting there mm. fastest like maybe we could go and slow him down oh, while the rest I- catch up good idea mm. yeah yes <laughs> Yes, you, you distract him, and then we come in from the flank, and... <laughs> That's how we'll get him! Mm-hmm. Yeah. do you want to ride? Very gracious of you. Thank you. Clary accept. <laughs> lays down like, like a horse would in a movie where for some reason the horse just collapses down so that you can easily get up onto it, and then she stands back up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Myra the magpie and Robin Hoot the owl, I would like the two of you to roll, each roll me a quick roll. Seven. Also seven. Ooh. All right. And is that with or without your? That is with my addition. That's with your yeah, addition. So both of you fail. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. So this was a challenging rating because the witch hunter had a very good head start. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time he kind of realized where he was heading, he was already across the farmer's field and past the shepherd's herd and into the village. So you find yourself um, hovering, kind of flying above the shepherd's herd. Um, and if you want... So both of you should each take a um, a point of danger. So you each have one point of danger. All right. And I would like either of you, one or both of you, to um, hmm, just trying to figure out which one of those traits would be to kind of spot. Probably sly, I think. Okay. Oh, that's a 10. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, I have a nine. Perfect. 
Um, so you both pass. So you <laughs> both spot down in the shepherd's field a sheepdog. And that sheepdog is big and it spots you and it starts barking loudly because you sort of swooped down I feel mm-hmm. to try to get a better eye and mm-hmm. uh and this sheepdog is not impressed with you coming near his flock um I'll kind of try and raise myself up higher in the air to avoid immediate danger uh Myra should we should we try and and get him out of the way so the others can make it further um, I don't know. Do you think that Clary could talk to this one, or do you think that maybe it's mm. it's gonna just be mean? I think I think Clary could probably talk some sense into this sheepdog. Okay, well, maybe let's just get, go give them a heads up. Okay, okay, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, <laughs> we'll fly uh, back in that direction. Not too far back, though. We'll like meet him halfway. Meanwhile, Clary the fox uh, with Arfur the rat and Speeder the spider finds herself in the farmer's field and is darting past the rows of potatoes and carrots. And goodness, this all this fresh vegetable just smells so good. The witch never took you this way, but <laughs> there is a lot to eat here and it all smells delicious. But that's where, where you find yourself and... Probably in another minute or two, Myra, the magpie, and Robin Hood the owl will meet up with you, but that's where you find yourself right now. Clary slows down slightly, but is still trotting through. But if any of her passengers want to stop, she could be convinced. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't mean to be rude or anything, but... The wind got a lot less strong. Are, are we? Are are we not going as quickly? I I I just wanted to give Myra and Robin enough time, you know, to to see, you know, find find the the witch hunter. But 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 wouldn't they already be there? Hmm. Indeed, most astute, most astute. If they're returning. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be astute. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that that's a that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, if if they've returned to us and uh they seem to be lacking eyeballs, then I can <laughs> presume that there is some issue ahead with which we must deal. Does the hunter take eyeballs? No, we want his eyeballs. Oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't very uh, a, a stat of me. So, uh, <laughs> I would like Clary the fox to roll me quick because the other two are on top of Clary. Got an 11. Brilliant. Okay. So what you hear and understand is uh, at first it comes through to you as a wah, 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 And kind of as the voice comes closer, it starts to morph into um, uh, into a language that you can understand. Um, so the witch did imbue all of you with the ability to understand human language but not actually speak to humans and so 
as the voice gets closer is you realize that this voice is saying, catch that fox, get out of my field, get out of my field. Don't you dare touch my carrots. (laughs) And you see a shadow that is looming toward you. I grab a carrot and run. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I would like you to roll me a... Let's do a sly, because you are stealing a carrot. (laughs) If he hadn't mentioned it, I wouldn't have done anything. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You gotta pay off what gets set up. Chekhov's carrot. A seven. All right, so you, you don't fail. You met the task, so you got a seven so you do take a point of danger but you slip away from the uh away from the farmer and you uh you know dart back and forth you're a pretty quick fox uh so you make your way closer and closer toward the uh shepherd's field and arfur and speeder i would like the two of you with these sudden quick nimble movements I'm going to have you roll a fierce because you have to suddenly hold on tight. (laughs) Oh boy. Good thing tiny spiders are notoriously strong. (laughs) Oh, hey, that's a one. Oh, no. no. Uh, That's that's an eight. All right. So, Arfur, you managed to hang on, but. uh, Opposable thumbs! But Speeder, you go sort of flying off, um, and you land on uh, perhaps a, a corn stalk right on the edge of the field uh, of the farmer's field. And um, as you as you turn your head after landing and sort of shake shake off the um, the fright of being flown into the air, you turn your head. And next to you, you are startled to see the big farmer who is just hollering at Clary the fox. But you are very tiny, and he can't spot a speeder the spider on a um, very tall cornstalk. Yeah, and speeder is going to, you know, be yelling like, Hey, there is a farmer. You left me behind. Please, someone come back and get But as we have established, <laughs> no one can hear things speeder is saying. What does the farmer have on him? And what is like the heat and dryness Ooh. of it? What would Smokey the Bear be giving today? <laughs> <laughs> Two may be related. I need to just know the answers to both. So um, the first answer is that the farmer is wearing overalls and big boots and no t-shirt. Um, he has a farmer's tan, even though he is not wearing a t-shirt under his overalls. And he has a uh, a big straw-brimmed hat. Uh, you notice on his belt, he's got a like a uh, like a small handheld hoe, like. And um, in one hand, he has um, a bunch of freshly pulled carrots, and you sort of realize that um, he was actually just uh, harvesting his carrots down on his knees when he spotted clary going for them oh i think the thing that you took from him is i think he wants that i think that's why he's they still can't she still can't hear me what about smoky the bear what's smoky saying today less relevant for my plans but i'm still curious so i would say it is i said that it was a cool crisp uh fall day so i would say there there's no fire ban right now 
Um, so <laughs> safely, this is this is not a world that is currently undergoing massive heat domes. Um, so so it's a uh, quite the quite the crisp autumn day. So no fire bans. So as long as um, those practicing fire are uh, you know using safety. Well, good for them. They may do so. <laughs> Speeder's trying to be brave. He's trying to think of something to do. He's starting to panic a little bit. He's like, ah, oh, ah, because he he can't communicate with any of them, but he can't do anything. So he's going to be hemming and hawing before he uh, <laughs> makes any actions. All right. So I think at this point, um, I'm fine without making it a roll. Um, Myra and Myra the Magpie and Robin the Hoot. <laughs> Robin the Hoot. Uh, Robin, <laughs> the, Robin the Hoot. The Hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Hoot the Owl, um, the two of you uh, are kind of approaching the farmer's field as you see um, Clary darting away what looks to be in a bit of a panic and some uh, and a carrot in her mouth. And you spot a big farmer uh, described as I already did, um, hollering and you only notice Arfur on Clary. Neither of you can spot Speeder on Clary. Mm. Oh no! Do you see that? Speeder, he's 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 gone. I'll go look for him, and I'll just keep. I'll pass over Clary and like try and scout. I'm. I my plan is to get in the farmer's face, like slow him down, sort of like do a couple flaps. Oh, I love that. So that feels yeah. like. Um, well, you're not. You're interacting with humans, but you're not trying to understand them. I think you're no. trying to uh, scare the farmer. So yeah, I sort of say... an intimidation tactic. <laughs> Why don't you roll me a fierce roll? Okay, that's a big three. Oh, um, so you'll definitely take a a point, a point of danger. And the the farmer's voice kind of same thing with you kind of shifts from that wah, 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 to um to ah, ah mad magpies I'm gonna go get the scarecrows get these these buggers away from my uh, away from my corn and he actually just turns around and uh, stomps back and you can see him heading for his barn so great. So you failed in scaring him, but um, he's he's pulling out something you've never heard of. You don't know what a scarecrow is. That sounds a little bit. Uh, it sounds like it might be scary. <laughs> scary. Yeah. I'm flying, um, searching for Speeder. Do I have to roll? Um, I don't think so. I think at this point the farmer uh, has kind of walked away, so you can slow slow your um, you can slow your it's my speed down. Yeah, your speed, and um, I think you spot Speeder, kind of who has scurried to the top of this corn and is just sort of <laughs> waving his arms wildly. <laughs> he's not coping well to being alone forever, which is clearly what he's going to be. But he, but I deserved it, you know. I, I hid and I. I let that happen, so... <laughs> He'll be very majestic swinging between the corn, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> As I, like, um, s- scoop down to allow Speeder to come on me, I'll, like, flap my wings to hover by a, a ear of corn. What do you mean you, you hid and you let this happen? I just... I'm sorry. I can't help that I'm astute. And I'm actually going to swing away on the corn. <laughs> Speeder's having a dark night of the soul. So 
I feel like Robin Hood the Owl, you have no problem keeping speed with speed. Yeah. <laughs> Spider. <laughs> you are tiny and fast. Um. <laughs> I don't want to hurt him, but I'm going to try and, and like, <laughs> grab him. <laughs> All right. Always why don't you, roll yeah, why don't you roll your danger and it kills me somehow? Well, why don't you roll me a fierce? Because that would be to, like, carry, okay. to, yeah. you know, grab, grab and carry. Oh, um, an 11? Yeah, you did it. All that right. was going to be a simple task. Good. So I was like, do I crush him? <laughs> a spider being chased by an owl. The least scary thing for me. So you swoop down and with a single claw, you kind of break his web as he's swinging. And as it snaps, you're able to just swoop underneath him and catch him on your bushy eyebrow. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not letting this go. We're going to talk about this later, but let's, um, there's a dog we have to deal with. We have to warn Clary. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Myra, you have probably caught up to Clary and Arfur at this point. And Robin Hoot the Owl and Speeder the Spider will be with you in likely just moments. Yeah, after the farmer says that he's going to go get some scarecrows, I sort of look and I look around Mm -hmm. nervously. I fly to catch up with Clary. um, And as I'm approaching, I'm like shouting, there's a big dog ahead in the next field. And it tried to it tried to chomp us. And we think maybe you can talk to it, but maybe maybe not. (laughs) Oh, okay. I like dogs. I I don't. <laughs> you you go uh, you hoo hoo. Uh, go, go on ahead. <laughs> we'll stay a little further back just in case. Hoo hoo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it might be wise for me to dismount at this moment. You know, I think dogs of the. Uh, of any sort of persuasion, generally not persuaded by the presence of rats. They uh, <laughs> tend not to like us, so might be wiser for me to not make my presence known at this juncture. All right. So, Arthur, <laughs> I will have you roll me a sly check as you are going to try to make your way through the field without being noticed by the giant sheepdog. Okay. All right. It's... Uh... Plus two, that is a nine. Ah, perfect. So you are able to make your way through as you're sort of darting, slowing down, pausing, making your way through the fields. Every once in a while, you get a little bit of a startle from uh, a sheep who happens to look over at you and baa a little bit loudly um, and then return to munching the grass around it but you are not noticed and you make it to the other side of the field. Clary. Yeah. Let's move to you. You're heading towards a dog. Yep. I just continue at the current speed that I'm going. <laughs> and when when I get like, I'm it's like a third into the field to where I am approaching the dog, but I'm not super close to the dog yet. You're like, Hi, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> And a uh, a bark and a snarl and this giant 
sheepdog who's like four times your size um, jumps in front of you and it's snarling and snarling. And then it kind of um, picks you up by the scruff of your neck and shakes you a little bit and, and tosses you and, and goes, ready to play? Ready to play, Clary? Are we going to play? Tell me we're going to play. Yes. The t- So today's game is, have you seen a human? Oh, oh yeah. Wait, wait, that was the guy. Did he hurt your witch? Oh, he, he kept yeah. saying that she was dead. I don't know what that means, yeah, but that sounds kept... bad. That sounds bad. Yeah, <laughs> she's not moving anymore. What? It's like she's playing the trick, play dead, but she's not playing. It's not a trick. Wait, there's more than just that trick? There's more to it? I, yeah, it's I, I very complicated, though. Do Don't that. attempt and it. Don't attempt says, it. No, no, no. That, he drops to the ground and sticks his tongue out. And out of the corner of his mouth, he goes, See? See, Clary? See? I'm, I'm doing it. Oh, my gosh. You're so convincing. <laughs> Who's going to take care of all of these sheep now? And he jumps oh, up excitedly no. and starts barking, Me, me, pick me, pick me. I can take care of them. I can take You're care of gonna them. You're going to do it, Craig. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> My heart is filled with pride for Craig. And Craig the shoe. He did so good. I have to compose myself a little bit here. Oh boy. I love um, Craig so much. I want to help Craig. <laughs> and Craig the sheepdog is very excited in your confidence in him. And he goes, watch this, Clary, watch this. And he like just bounds in the opposite direction to start hurting some of the sheep. For no particular reason at all. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're doing so good! And Clary's going to start running across the field again. <laughs> Brilliant. So you all make it to the other end of the field. And none of you are hurt. Although some of you have a few points of danger. As you make it to the edge of the farmer's field, it is just down uh, a hill where you see the outlines of a village. Uh, what time of day is it at this point? So it was morning when you woke up and found the witch's body. Mm-hmm. So I would say it probably took you a little bit of time. So it's probably just mid-morning by now. Okay. As you approach the town, you're basically on the outskirts of this village. There's about five or six like smaller one-story cottage type buildings and uh you know or six or seven of those and about five or six of slightly nicer looking two-story cottages so it's a fairly small village to a human you know dirt path type roads um you can tell that there is a set of stables and there appears to be a little bit of a town square that has a fountain kind of in the middle but um things are very green it's kind of the the early early autumn um and the you know trees and bushes and landscape is slowly starting to shift colors but um not quite full full fall colors yet um and this is what you see on your approach and it is the mid-morning so there are villagers moving around the town and I will describe them as you do or don't come into contact with them. So what do you do? What is your plan? All right, Speeder. Now's the time. Come clean because you're the only one that has any clues about who we're looking for. Mm. I mean, I guess that's true, but... um, Oh, it's kind of scary to remember. And then, then I feel the guilt. 
But only you can help us save her. So that's not guilt. That's you're being a hero. Here, how about something easy? Was it um, was it heavier footsteps you heard or lighter footsteps? I'm a tiny spider. Everything is heavy footsteps. Think hard, <laughs> goddammit! Oh, and they use heavy footsteps! <laughs> Pull yourself together, man! All right. Heavy footsteps. That narrows it down. We're not looking not looking for 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 probably a child or 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 perhaps someone who's very thin. That's good. Um, we we all heard heard him per, heard the person screaming. Did did it sound? I I can't remember. Was it masculine? Are we sure it's a he? Well, you know, gender's a lot more complicated than that. I can describe features, but I never really talk to them, so I can't. I can't determine that. Although, you know, I did say, you know. I, I noticed a few things, just a few tiny things, such as the fact that the person had a v- big bushy beard of about a thousand strands that reached down forty-seven, uh, that reached down about six point seven inches, more or less. Again, it's hard for me to tell. Uh, they were exactly six foot two tall. They had a giant axe, but they didn't use an axe. There were no axe wounds on the body. The axe was very strange. They just kind. of... This figure just kind of waved it in the air, and this weird stuff happened. You know, like like what we want to happen with the eyeballs, and 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 when the when the the fire thing happens, that kind of stuff. So they were waving the axe around. Uh, you know, approximately uh, the height that I mentioned. Oh. Oh right, and and they are uh, they they're they're the only. They're the only person in town with sweatpants. Okay, so maybe we should just spread out and find the sweatiest person in town. With a beard. We're looking for someone very tall and apparently very comfortable. (laughs) Extraordinarily comfortable. Are you all splitting up? Because that is very important for me to know. (laughs) Yeah. He's not going to get very far. I feel like it's unfair to make Speeder split up from the rest of the group, but otherwise we could. (laughs) Alrighty. Um, So who's going with who? Uh, Do we want to split up the sort of similar ground air units again? Um. Yeah, sure. That works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Myra and Robin, are the two of you going together or separate? Um, you described the like town center that had the fountain. Was there another area that was like pretty open or is that the main one? That's like the main one. And then kind of all of the like all of the buildings sort of uh, conglomerate around the the town center. Okay. The fountain. So um, I'm of two minds because, you know, Myra, you, you love the rafters. So mm-hmm. if, if you wanted to go check out um, uh, one of the buildings from an, a higher elevation, that would be helpful. Or we could both go to the town, uh, the town center. I'll check out some buildings. I'll look in some, some upper story windows and such. Okay. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go see the fountain at open air area. <laughs> So, Myra, you make your way to um, a building, and I would like you, I guess, are you trying to, 
just look? Are you trying to be sneaky? What are you trying to do? What I'm picturing is that I'm going to land on somebody's second story windowsill. I'm not trying to be sneaky necessarily, but I'm, I am trying to not look like I'm up to anything other than normal bird business. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you land on the windowsill of a two-story um, building, and the window is like mm-hmm. an old wooden... Well, not old, but it's like it's a wooden frame um, with like a couple glass panes uh, and it is partially open. Do I see anyone inside? It's fairly dark inside. So uh, unless you actually go in, I don't think you'll be able to see much because it's so bright outside. (laughs) Okay. Uh, In for a penny, in for a pound. I'm going to sneak into this house. (laughs) All right. Roll me a uh, slide check then. Okay. Seven. Hey, you got it. So you sneak your way in and you find yourself in actually like a room that reminds you of the way your witch hung herbs and spices and flowers and the like. There's lots of different herbs and flowers drying and somebody is humming in the corner as they are um, snipping the um, stems off of some flowers. At a table in the corner. Um, do they are they six foot two with a big long beard and a giant axe <laughs> Do they look really sweaty? Is also something that I would have. <laughs> they they are not. No. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I would want to take from here because magpies are collectors. Like, do I see anything shiny? Oh, there's lots of shiny things. Like there's like the little bobbins that um, kind of like tie the uh, bundles of flowers together like those little I'm picturing okay you know those like hair ties when you were a little kid that like had the like plastic balls on either end of them mm-hmm. yes. yes right <laughs> anyone with long hair at some point in their life as a small child probably remembers those mm-hmm. so um picture sort of things like that but they're like really shiny and they okay. are there's lots of those on the ground um there's like bits of all sorts of like dried spices that when like they were hung or taken down were kind of shaken onto the floor but over by that table Mm -hmm. over by the table you see a very shiny set of small scissors to a human they are probably the size of like embroidery scissors okay quite small um Mm -hmm. and they are super pretty and very very shiny Okay, I really want those scissors, so I want to try and take them without being seen. Alrighty, so you will have to do another slide check for me. Okay. Oh, I rolled a 10, so that's an 11. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I made it a 10. So you manage, <laughs> you manage to grab them. You are Great. able to steal them, um, but you still have to make it out of here now. I am very excited that I managed to even grab them. So I, I think that the idea of stealth is just out the window and I just try and get, it, get out as fast <laughs> as I can. <laughs> so you notice that the humming or you don't notice that the humming has stopped. You are too excited. Mm-hmm. And as you make your way, and I think that unless you want to disagree with me, I think in your excitement, you know how magpies kind of like hop on the ground? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. When they're excited, mm-hmm. you're kind of doing that towards the window. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the window, you look up 
and the window is closed. And standing next to the window is a very tall person, and they are tapping their foot and looking down at you. Okay. Um, do I recognize the person? Uh, you, you don't. Okay. I don't think you would. You don't recognize them, but they are tapping their foot and looking down at you. And after a moment, they start to speak. Mm-hmm. And again, it sort of does that like wah, 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 before slowly morphing into what you understand. And they're going, little magpie, you've got my scissors. And I have a secret. What do you say we trade? Um, I will put the scissors down uh, sort of at their feet. And I'll take some more of those hops backward, like very nervously. More interested in getting away than getting the secret. But... (laughs) Okay, I think I'm going to have you roll a clever check to interact further with the humans. Okay. Um, Six. Yep. So with that six, you hop back and a grin crosses this individual's uh, face. And they go, wise choice. Wise choice. Let me let you in on a little secret. And she leans down and she's going to whisper something to you. And I will edit the whisper in later, and instead I'm going to message it to you. Okay. (laughs) Because the others can't hear this. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to know the twist. So she leans over and she whispers, I know who you are, little magpie. You're one of the witch's familiars. I've been trying to learn from her. That jerk who killed her? None of us like him. But everyone is afraid of him. He's got magic like the witch, but stronger. You must be careful. Hmm. In some way, I want you to describe to me how you, how you would communicate back to her. Um... Gosh. So there's lots of things at your disposal. So, um, and you can certainly um, make different roles if you want. So you already rolled the clever to be able to like communicate with her. So that's fine. Um, So you are communicating with her. Um, Like you've got the scissors, you could pick them up and you could write something. You could use your spell. You could, um, okay. You could pick something else up that is in the room and give it to her. Okay, so I am going to use my spell. Um, And the dinner that I'm going to conjure on the floor, I'm picturing a pretty big serving tray with just a large roasted trout with the head on and everything on it. And then I'm going to hop (laughs) over to the scissors, um, bring it to the trout and stab it in the eye. (laughs) Ooh, very good. Oh, I like that. That is very, um, that is very smart. So this individual, as they watch you do this, their eyes widen and they go, you know of a way to bring her back, don't you, little magpie? I cough. (laughs) And they stare down at this delicious looking uh, trout. And the embroidery scissors stabbed in that eye uh, of the fish. 
and she twists the scissors a few times and yanks the scissors out. Um, and um, I will not describe further because I know that there is a veil there and she um, cleans the scissors off and she puts them in front of you. And she says, take them. You have an ally. And she goes over to the window and she opens it. Okay. I do an excited little dance. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I grab the scissors and fly out the window. Um, and I think that probably I think it'll be easiest to find Robin Hoot, who's going to be flying in the square. So I'll head that way. Wonderful. So let's um, like Star Wars scene swipe to Robin Hood <laughs> yeah. the Owl. Um, and oh, this is oh. before Myra finds you. Also, I should add, unless Robin has set me off somewhere, I'm probably still Oh, yes, that's, that's true. Yeah, did you want to be somewhere else? Or you, know, you could save you know, I'm me. Happy I being, I'm, I'm, I'm happy being here. I need to work through some things. <laughs> and you were the one who like told me to do it dang it <laughs> alright so I would like to like be um, I'll tr- I won't be circling the town square I'm going to find a, a little area to perch so I don't draw too much attention to us alright spy- right, speeder it's time to look do you see him do you see them do you recognize anyone I think that that's probably, like, a, I guess a sly roll to spot would be my guess, since clever is more for interactions. So I'll have both of you roll me a um, sly roll, and it will be a little bit easier for Speeder than it is for okay. Robin. But oh, Speeder, okay. Nice. Oh, okay. Eleven. Eleven! Oh, <laughs> rolled well. Wow. All right. I think with an 11. Um, so, uh, Robin, you're a little bit distracted um, as you're who, flying who? around. And who could it be? <laughs> you don't know what this person looks like. But Speeder, you spot the witch hunter. And the witch hunter has his shoes off and is splashing in the fountain just absolutely delighted with himself and he's going fuck the witch fuck the witch i <laughs> killed the witch fuck the witch fuck the witch she's super dead speeder wow. has been dealing <laughs> with a lot of things he felt afraid he felt guilty but now in this moment he feels so very astute a rage fills speeder's body and you watch a tiny spider leap off the top of the fountain down towards the witch hunter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, Um. so you can't fly, <laughs> but I will have you roll me a quick to see if you can shoot out a web to catch yourself before you... Splat yourself on the Listen, ground. hitting the ground is fine. I'm a spider. I'm really afraid of the water. That's what's scaring me. <laughs> go, Web, go. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thanks for thanks for letting Anyways, me Anyways, I rolled an eight. <laughs> All right. So as you um, dart down, you, you shoot out a web and you're able to catch yourself and you land on um, a bush 
nearby to the uh too close to the town square and you will take a point of danger because it was an eight challenging rating but you met that so now i gotta think of what i'm gonna do because of course my first thought is just take spider hand and slam his face into the <laughs> fountain but i don't think my spider hand is strong enough <laughs> to just probably not like hitman or james bond just drown a man <laughs> So while uh, Speeder and Robin, the two of you, sort of um, consider your next steps, Clary the fox and Arthur the rat, what are the two of you doing? I figure we're probably approaching the town center, but like in between houses, like being yeah sneaky, yeah trying to yeah trying to keep to like the whatever shadows there are. We're not and... we're not animals that people yes. normally want to see. In town? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I will have each of you roll me a sly to sneak around. And it is broad daylight, so this will be a difficult task. A nine. Oh, you got it. Okay, so you take a point of danger, Clary, um, because you met the task rating. Arfur. Uh, let's see here. That is... That is an eight. That is an eight. All right. So you are going to take a point of danger. Mm -hmm. And as you skitter your way through, you run right into a shoe. And when you stop and look up, there is a young child. And he points at you and he goes, Rat! Rat! Mom, there's a rat! Should we catch him? Should we kill him? What should we do? Mom, 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 there's a rat, there's a rat. And several people come to that child's pointing and shouting of a rat. I dart for the nearest, like, building that I can run under. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then roll me a quick. That is a 12. Oh, brilliant. Ooh. You skitter-scatter as people um, kind of, well, a few people, um, sort of come to this child's uh, screaming, and uh, you skitter out of the way, and as you uh, get sort of underneath a little hole, some little dirt in the foundation of one of these buildings, um, you see an older woman um, go up to this child and kind of give him a gentle little, um, uh, gentle little like pat or whack on the shoulder and go and goes, what if I told you about making up stories? You're just going to scare everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks poutily in your, the direction that you fled and she takes his hand and drags him away. Now when the real rat shows up, no one's going to believe <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of a fable I've heard. <laughs> Brilliant. Clary, you have managed to make your way through the shadows. Which direction are you going for? Are you going for the town center? Yeah, going towards the center of town. Going towards the center of town? All right. As you do, there are, um, you know, you're you're thinking a lot about that carrot that you sort of half chewed on um, until you met up with... Uh, with your dog friend, 
Craig, and um, you you remember you dropped it because you were busy chatting with him. And you smell, you know, the smells of sort of a mix of fresh and rotting garbage. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of realize, oh, oh, the bakery is right there. You've got these beautiful smells of breads and and um pies wafting toward you what do you do well i mean i'm still hungry (laughs) (laughs) i didn't finish my carrot so like first i'll go around to where the the more smells of like the slightly decaying food that's not it's not the fresh baked stuff but see if i can find anything that i deem edible there first Ah, so you're going to rummage around in the... Uh, I'm going through the garbage. That garbage? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think what I'll do is I'll have you... Are you trying to be sneaky about it? I mean, I'm still trying to stick to the shadows, but I don't think I'm trying to be quiet while garbage diving. All right. So I think you're going to roll me a fierce as you're kind of like pushing and dragging garbage out of this um, bin. A six. All right, so you can take a point of danger, but you do make it. How many points of danger are you up to now, Clary? Three. Okay. All right. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so you definitely. Oh, you smell some yummy things, and you know there's like uh, there's like some half-eaten muffins from yesterday. Um, there's you know some. Uh, leftovers that of some vegetables that probably that child didn't want to eat that are you know um, have some ants crawling on them but otherwise like they don't smell like they're too old and you know there's there's quite a few very good things in here and what you don't notice is as you are doing that a door slams next to you and a hand comes down on the scruff of your neck and lifts you up and stares at you. What do you do? I start screaming again. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming and doing the, like, the the pawing that cats do when you pick them up like that, where they, it's very ineffective. I'm not touching anything, but it's like, just like pawing at everything, trying to get traction on something to get away. So I won't give you a roll just yet because you failed the last roll. So you are not able to get free just yet. But you're not actually like being trapped or caught um, or captured is like one of the like actual if you meet your danger. And and you are not quite that. Almost like it's going to take you a moment. This This person starts talking to you. And again, like all of the other humans, it moves from that sort of like wah, wah, wah. It moves to um, a deeper voice, and it's a big, pot-bellied older man who is wearing a apron, and he looks down at you, and he goes, What a mess you've made! Wait a second! Are you one of the witch's familiars? I try not to react and keep panicking as normal. (laughs) I do not understand humans. He is looking at you with a lot of disdain and he goes, she only ever brought bad tidings to us. And that witch hunter told us that she was bad news. 
Now, I might not like him, but I don't like her any better. And I don't think I like you. And he gives you a toss. Ah! Um, <laughs> and I would like you to roll a quick to get away. Because he's still lumbering towards you. I think he just didn't like you flailing in his hand. Fair. A nine. So you get away quite quickly from him. And you get away and your stomach is still rumbling. You didn't really get a good bite at any of that. I'd been sorting everything into good piles and bad piles. And I hadn't (laughs) started eating yet. But you do find yourself a little bit closer to um, the town center. So I think at this point... Myra the Magpie, you're probably coming up on the center of town. Robin Hoot the Owl, you have just watched Speeder the Spider leap from your eyebrow, but somehow managed to land safely on a little bush uh, near the fountain. And you now know that that is the Witch Hunter. And Arthur the Rat and Clary the Fox, the two of you are probably pretty close to the fountain at this point. What is the plan? I, um, Robin Hoot sitting, um, on this ledge as she saw Speeder go down, um, which draws her eye to this man in the fountain. All of a sudden, like, a rumble comes in her chest and she says, Conjure flame! And she wants to light, um, his beard on fire to cause, like, a scene. Oh, <laughs> alrighty. Using magic is always dangerous. Yes. So that will increase the rating of this. And because I think you're trying to, like, you don't have any trouble making the flame. The flame is going to happen. But because I think you're trying to target it to a specific spot, I think I'll have you roll a fierce for that. Okay. That's um, a 10 with my addition. Alrighty. So you definitely passed the challenge rating, but you will still take a point of danger. Okay. And um, Myra the Magpie, I did forget to mention that because using magic is dangerous, you will also take a point of danger from using yours. (laughs) Alright, so you hit this witch hunter's beard and it goes up in flame and he panics for a moment and looks around and he goes that wasn't natural that that wasn't natural and he immediately dunks his head in the in the fountain and puts out the flaming beard and when he comes up his beard is patchy i'm gonna keep the nightmare going if that's all right i'm gonna willingly take a point of danger here uh i want to say speeder fell into the bushes a little bit and so to help him out just from the inside of the bushes as if an invisible hand as if an invisible hand is like crunching them just one on the bush like the bush from the inside out like a hand you know reached out from inside and just just pulling it to the side pulls out one side pulls out the other yes because i figure it's just like a small tiny hand and then i want to use my spider hand yeah to push me and fly straight at his fucking face <laughs> all right i think that you will have to also roll me a fierce all right and i've already taken the danger for that make sure you take a okay cool that's a nine (laughs) all righty all righty so you make it 
but you're taking another point of danger because the task that was a difficult difficult task and you fly your way towards him and you land on his nose and as you do he looks down and he starts screaming (laughs) the spider has just landed on his nose (laughs) at this point i believe that all of you are at the town square there is enough noise that several villagers have come out to see what all the commotion is. So we've got Myra the magpie who has just arrived. Yeah, I'd like to imagine it. I'm flying in. I have the scissors in my mouth and I'm just screaming like, he has magic! And I'm trying to convey, he also has magic! He's really dangerous! Be careful! <laughs> Everyone listening right now, Kyle playing Speeder just gave us all the most I'm in danger look. What's, hey, there's a little drama. I wanted to get in. I had no danger points, all right? <laughs> As the rest of you come to the town. Uh, center you hear Myra screeching that the witch hunter also has magic the witch hunter is also a witch oh my (laughs) meanwhile speeder is on the witch hunter's nose (laughs) who is right now screaming and waving his hands at the nose and what I'll do is I'll give each of you an opportunity to describe your next steps and it can either be at the same time as somebody else, or it can be like one after another. I'll let you guys kind of determine that as you each um, sort of take a turn. And once you've all done something, um, then some other things will happen. So oh, we're going to need a content warning for arachnophobia here. Because I thought of something that's <laughs> kind of sly. So the all right. if other people want to go first, they can, because I know I just took an action. But, you know, I, I'm feeling the poof, 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 the heavy, heavy hands. And they're doing so much more damage than my uh, than my spider hand could. Like, I think, what if I just, you know, poke them with the spider hand? But it's like, that's just not going to be enough. I would like to stand on his eyeball I mean, so I... that he pokes his own eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd consider that a sly action if I do say so myself. All right. All right. I'll give that to you. That's going to be tough. That's going to be challenging. But I'll give it to you. <laughs> oh, wait. A zero is a 10. I got 13. <laughs> I was like, I'm dead. I got a zero. <laughs> no, 13. Literally the highest I could do. <laughs> I was looking at your face thinking, oh, like, no. oh no. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So as um as you do that, you go on to his eye and he sticks his hands forward towards his eyes and in doing so, he definitely pokes that one eye and then goes, "Ah, my fucking eye." <laughs> and he trips over the edge of the fountain and falls bum into the fountain. Everybody else can take an action. You can choose whether or not it happens at the same time as Speeder the Spider's action or whether it happens after he has tripped and fallen into the fountain. I- I'm I'm going to attack him, but I want to wait for a good opening. So if anybody has like a setup for that. I I'm going to try um I'm going to there's other people here that are like gathering around, right? 
starting to yeah yeah and we know that this village is very suspicious superstitious i mean sorry yes i misspoke superstitious suspicious village Um, (laughs) so i'm gonna um fly to the nearest like adult looking person that i see and i'm gonna try and communicate that this man in the the fountain is an evil magic user um <laughs> with my my eyes and my hooing. this owl <laughs> told <laughs> us this man was magic <laughs> <laughs> all right so roll me a clever <laughs> okay that's my best stat then that's a 10 on the die. Oh, right. Wow. Such good rolls. All the action is happening. Okay. Tell me how you s- describe for me what you do and how you warn this human. Yes. So I swoop down very quickly and I land at like right by this human's feet. And I'm going to try and like puff up my body into like a really I'm gonna try and look as close to this witch hunter as I can like making my feathers kind of look like a long beard and then I'm gonna turn my head around and then continue to stare at the person and then turn back to the fountain and just keep looking back and forth like this man is evil (laughs) (laughs) so I think what happens is the person who you have chosen As you look up at this person, you notice they are wearing jeans. These jeans are cuffed at the bottom. You look up, they are wearing a flannel red shirt that has the sleeves cuffed. They have some nice buff arms. They have a big lumberjack axe in one hand. And they have beautiful long flowing golden hair and they are the most beautiful lumber person you have ever seen and you are stunned for a moment and you stare into their eyes and they stare back at you and they stare at the witch and they stare back at you and they slowly reach down and in their massive hand they pick you this tiny little owl up they look at you (laughs) and they look and they look at the witch hunter and they go i've been looking for a reason to clock that motherfucker in the face and they walk forward and without a word they drop their axe and they pull back their fist and they punch this witch hunter in the face harder than anyone has ever been punched and the witch hunter goes down i mean was already down in the fountain but kind of stays down (laughs) and is knocked unconscious so a couple things one when this happens i do assume i jump off because question number two (laughs) if their butt was in the fountain and they get knocked unconscious are they falling forward out of the fountain? 
No, so I imagine they like fell backwards into the fountain. And if you imagine like a pool fountain with like the edge and then the very middle of it is like that towering fountain. So they're probably bum in this like foot deep fountain water and they're slumped okay. now against the like big that, tall fountain part. They're leaning and water is just okay, kind of That makes dripping a lot more sense. Them. I thought you just knock someone backwards mm-hmm. into a shallow pool of water where they were just going to slowly <laughs> drown. And I was going to be like, they're not unconscious <laughs> at that point anymore. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, there's like okay, a stone fountain that's you. actually spewing water. So yeah, so you you can you can decide. You either jumped off or um or a- as the punch came, you were you know thrown off <laughs> with the force of this witch hunter's head sort of snapping back. I'll stay I'm on. I'll stay I'm on. Just punching the eye with my little spider fists. <laughs> All right. R for the rat and Clary the fox. You can either make an action now or like after this has happened or kind of in uh, at the same time. She is down now. So problem is there's a lot of people around and we're probably not going to want to have a lot of people <laughs> around for what we're <laughs> about to do. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to go into the nearest hut and make, and if there's any books in there, I'm going to make them start reading themselves aloud to attract Ooh, the crowd. I like it. So you will take a mm-hmm. point of danger. And I think what you'll do is a Mm -hmm. clever roll for me. Okay. That is an eight. All right. So you do it. Describe to me this cacophony of sound of books reading themselves and what happens (laughs) with this distraction. So I duck into the nearest uh, hut and, you know, there's a, a few books in there. It's, you know, it's like uh, uh, there's not, not too much. And I look to see what is going to be the best one. And I pull out whoever this is copy of the Bible. <laughs> and... <laughs> And so I turned to, you know, a random page in uh, Ecclesiastes, and suddenly from this hut, they just start hearing all of these um, sort of Bible verses (laughs) coming out, and everyone sort of just races for the hut, and... (laughs) hearing all of these oh <laughs> I, I picked that one randomly but it turns out that it's like that like here like a t- there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven <laughs> and it's just going on like this in like this sort of unearthly sort of like both sort of angelic but frightening <laughs> voice <laughs> And I love it. So as that happens, I think there are some villagers that come 
into the hut to see what is happening and they just see this book floating in the air it is the bible reading itself out loud (laughs) it is fairly terrifying and one of them uh one of them (laughs) one of them shout witch witch (laughs) there must be witches among us or that guy's the witch (laughs) and they all sort of start panicking to their homes and uh some of them head off to their homes some of them just sort of go go i knew this guy was bad news when he showed up in this town at least we knew our witch and uh and the townspeople are dispersing um with the exception of a very big burly uh lumber person um and Yay! <laughs> And a sort of disheveled, tall person wearing a uh, a longer, sort of very basic robe-type dress that's basic cotton. And they have a bunch of flowers, like, kind of tied to one belt. And they've got, you know, um, little stains all over them uh from various um flowers and dyes and whatnot and they are running towards the center of the town and they are mumbling something that nobody can understand as they have a mouth full of food (laughs) (laughs) clary the fox all right so i think around the time where the witch hunter was being tricked into poking his eye by Speeder, Clary had entered the town square and saw the commotion around the witch hunter in the fountain and figured out that we probably wanted to go after him and was coming towards him once he fell down to like grab at the scruff of his neck because that keeps happening to her today. (laughs) It seemed an effective way to control someone. And then she gets about to the the edge of the fountain when the shadow of this big burly lumber person comes over her and she just stops and sits politely while they punch the witch hunter (laughs) unconscious. And then once he collapses back against the fountain, she kind of leaps onto his chest and just starts doing the fox digging at his chest. And how much it hurts him depends on how many layers of clothing he's wearing. (laughs) So um, I would say, why don't you roll me a a fierce as you're scratching at this? An eight. So you do a fair amount of damage. You tear through his clothes and you're scratching up his chest. And he's just kind of like bleeding out of the chest now from all of these various scratches. Um, And you're, you're just acting a little bit wild. He killed my witch. He did. He deserves it. Yeah. (laughs) And now the townspeople are dispersed, except for these two that are seemingly on your side. It's at that point that I would attack his face with my beak and scissors. Please do. Which I I, I won't describe in detail because that seems very... (laughs) (laughs) I would say that you successfully do so. And... Within a very quick few moments, the witch hunter is dead, and Myra has the witch hunter's eyes, one in each claw. 
She also has Speeder, who's still on one of the eyes, just punching it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what happens next is the person in the flowing dress with the flowers gently lifts Myra up and says, I can carry them for you. And lifts you to their shoulder, takes the eyes in their hand. And they look to the rest of you, and they say, let's go back to her cottage then. And the burly lumber person gestures for whichever one of you want a ride on their broad, burly shoulders or arms. And the two of them walk with the five of you in tow. And as they arrive to the witch's cottage. They place the witch hunter's eyes in a small bowl in front of the witch. And one of them turns to Arfur and says, you know the book. Yep. I <laughs> go and find that necromancy book and <laughs> I make it read itself. And it reads the spell out loud and puffs and puffs of smoke surround. And the next thing you know, the witch's body is gone. And in its place is a small box. I'm going to go open the box. Do you open the box? I open the box. <laughs> it is locked. That's fine. I can unlock it. <laughs> unlock the box. <laughs> you unlock the box. And inside you see a small vial which appears to have a swirling purple smoke inside of it. And as you look a bit confused, the lumber person picks it up and says, ah, yes. Holy shit. Oh, no. Oh, you... Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! is kept i hope we leave all of that oh, yeah. in yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no, to all be kept we in. all just get to choose our own endings now yeah oh okay hi yeah. now we'll go with what tess says and keep recording <laughs> i am so sorry <laughs> Okay, I'm still recording. Suspense. Yeah. It was so great. Oh my god. Oh, my god. oh that is so funny. You could not have picked a better moment to crash. Yeah. Truly. We were all like starting to lean yeah. in, waiting, and then just yes. nothing. What? I oh. apologize, but I hope the suspense is worth it. The the lumber person picks up this vial of purple smoke and goes, ah, yes, this again, and smashes it to the ground. And as it shatters out of the purple smoke, 
stands your witch. Yay! And she looks at the lumber person, and she looks at what appears to be the florist in the gown, uh, the, the simple woolen dress. And she goes, ah, my darling familiars, looks down at each of you. To the lumber person, she goes, oh, Darla. And she gives her a kiss and the two embrace. And she steps back and she looks at the florist and she goes, and Flora, and leans forward. And the two of them embrace in a loving kiss and they hold hands, the three of them, and they look at all of the familiars and the witch goes, I knew I could count on all of you if something like this happened again to get my two darlings to help you defeat the witch hunter and bring me back to life. And she looks at the two of them and goes, "Ah, no need to worry, loves. This is only the third time it's happened. It hopefully won't happen again. Shall we find a new village? And the three of them make their way into the cottage with all of you in tow. And Myra conjures up the most delicious meal for Mm -hmm. everybody to enjoy (laughs) together. And that is where we end our story. Yay! 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 The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelly. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month. Celebrating creators, sharing listeners.